Till shade is gone. Till water is gone. Into the shadow with teeth bared. Screaming defiance with the last breath. To spit in Sightblinder's eye on the last day. By my honor and the light. My life will be a dagger for Sightblinder's heart. Until the last day. To, to Shiloh Ghoul itself. itself. This is a Dagger for Sightblinder, a podcast focused on all things Wheel of Time, with your hosts, Sarah Lucas and Adam Tricola. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of a Dagger for Sightblinder. May you find shade this day. And you too, Sarah. How are you today? Thank you. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm uh, I'm I'm happy that this show it keeps getting better. And thank goodness. Like our show uh, or the Wheel of Time show. Uh, <laughs> 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 I, I don't know if our show could get any better. I think we've just hit our peak. It's it's kind of downhill from here, unfortunately. Oh man, <laughs> you're you're selling it. I mean, yeah. We're, mm-hmm. We're totally just, uh, you know, right now we're scraping the bottom, right? Like we'll, we'll just keep, keep getting better though. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I'm selling it in a terrible fashion, but. Doing a bad job. Yep. Well, as you one might expect from, you know, the person who's coming from a show that I am like trying to, that I'm doing a bad job of announcing for her, you know. Anyways, get in there. <laughs> yeah, we can we can move on. We can move on. I I'll tell you what. I just you had such a terrible opening for the last one. I just wanted to make you feel better this time. <laughs> Rude. Oh man. Oh savage. Uh, there we go. We got. <laughs> there oh. we go. I feel better. I'm free now. We can. I can do better. So. While Sarah's recovering from this uh, from this situation that she's currently in, we can. Uh, there are a few different things that we want to plug for this channel in order to keep us growing and everything. We've actually been getting a, some good attention lately, just in terms of downloads and everything. But uh, we can still continue to climb. We're actually currently on. Podbean, if you just hit that follow button, it really helps us guys because there are, I think, eight or maybe 10 podcasts that are above us right now. And Mm. we were like number, I forget if it, so if it's eight that are above us, then we're number nine. And if there's 10 that are above us, then we're number 11. Like we're right there. If we just get, we just need like 10 more follows and then we'll be on the top of that list. So uh, please do that. Please leave reviews on iTunes would be really helpful. Uh, then there's also in the show notes, you can find a link to the, our YouTube channel. You can actually watch us talk and, and do all this stuff. Usually our YouTube post comes out a little bit after the initial publishing of this, uh, of the actual podcast. But if you prefer a, an actual like visual, you know, element to this discussion then youtube is available and it, it eventually does appear there uh, uh you know just hit that sub button to help us with the with the algorithm and whatnot likes and comments also help but uh, we're not really pushing youtube that much anymore and then 
let's see, the Discord server is also, we're starting to get more and more conversation there. People mm -hmm. who are not just Galaxy of Heroes aficionados and followers are also coming to talk to us about the book. And we have a section talking about the book, uh, about, or about the books, uh, you know, tons of different spoiler-free areas. If you want to go, if you want to talk there, you, we could talk about the show we're talking about. I don't know. Actually, you and I haven't had that conversation, but I keep intending to say, to ask, should mm -hmm. we make a should we make a book versus show comparison channel Ooh. within our Discord server? Ooh, that could be good. It could be it, dangerous. It might be. Yeah. That could spiral. Well, it's funny. Like, you're pretty active in all the chats. Like, you know, we're, you're pretty responsive, and, and that's awesome. Um, the one right. that you're not in, which is totally fine, is the, the overall book spoiler channel. Right. I've muted it. And... And you should, because you like there are sometimes I'm like, I really hope she doesn't accidentally click on here because there are some just ridiculous spoilers. But mm -mm. but uh, if you like if you're new to this discord server and you don't want those spoilers, you just don't sign up. And then it's not even an option to click right. on it. So, yeah, um, like I, I should say the only reason why I've had to mute it is because like we're we're the server admins. So we see everything. Right. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. Right. So, but, but yeah. otherwise you would not see it. So. Yeah. So mm -hmm. anyways, what, um, yeah. what else, what, what did I miss? What things did I not pimp? Ratings, reviews. Pimp? Oh, please don't. Oh. Let's, let's just mm. scrap that from your vocabulary. I don't think you missed anything. YouTube, Discord, we're good. Look at how thorough I am. I know, like a pro, didn't mess it up at all. Right. Well, I, I was fairly shockingly rude to you, apparently, and that was—I I don't know. You guys can let us know in some form on the Discord server, or whatever. Was I too rude to Sarah? There was that just like so off-putting. Like, come join our Discord server. And let me know. <laughs> I tend to be uh, Team Adam. I mean, yeah, you're very biased. Just, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It just mm -hmm. seems like that that was okay, but I mean, maybe mm -hmm. people have differing opinions, and I'll listen. I'll listen with an open mind. Right, right. I, I feel like I mean, we should probably give them the full picture and let them know that I told you I butchered our intro before we started recording. <laughs> You did. I actually didn't oh. notice that you butchered it. I didn't think you did. So I was just. You're not you actually know. this mean to me most of the time. Right. I just, right. I just uh, stick handled it up, is all. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not how you use stick handle. Uh, okay. <laughs> Moving on. Um, <laughs> wait, what do you want to talk there. about? <laughs> You're learning. You will be a Canadian. Uh, <laughs> narrator <laughs> he wouldn't <laughs> hey look he actually said something good for once oh, what a nice nice narrator <laughs> yeah uh, so today we're going yeah. to be talking about the show first and mm -hmm. about a, a lot like so you found a good article right about mm -hmm. 
I did. Why there's going to be five different drag, like why they changed things basically in yeah. in the show compared to the books. And uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about people are talking, they don't like the hand motions from Aes Sedai all like synchronized when they're, it, and guys, I should just say right now, if you haven't watched episode four yet, mm-hmm. you're going to get spoiled. That's just going to happen. And that's going to happen right now. So earmuffs, for those of you who don't want to hear it, but uh, when they gentle Loghain, Mm-hmm. They all use the same choreographed movements uh, and people don't like it. I want to talk about that a little bit. And then what are we talking about for the book? So the book, we are going to go into chapters 26 and 27 of Eye of the World, which is White Bridge and Shelter from the Storm. Um, and this pretty much puts us right where episode four was. Nice. How many chapters are there in Eye of the World? Do you know? Just off the top of your head? I'm pretty sure it's like 59 or something like that. Oh yeah. So at some point we might at some point we might need to pick up the pace. I don't I don't know. Guys, uh, like like any show with oh go ahead. I said I lied, it's 53. 53, okay. -hmm. That's close enough. That's in the same ballpark. I don't feel like you're that inaccurate. Okay. Um yeah, see how gracious I, I actually can be. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Continue your train uh, of thought before I rudely interrupted you. It was really like very distinctly un-Canadian. But well, so so like any content creation, like mm-hmm. we we love doing this. It's a lot of fun, but we we would benefit greatly from feedback so there is actually a channel on our discord server that talks about the show discussion like discussing our podcast show maybe i should rename it to be a little more clear but we would love to hear feedback whether it's positive or negative but just be respectful like we just we want to hear what 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 do you want to hear from us what kind of things would be really fun what things are we doing well and we can build so uh you know that should we go faster in the books? Are we covering it too quickly? Do people want like a one chapter every week kind of thing, which is not going to happen by the way, but uh, <laughs> you know, or, or do people want like, should we be moving more rapidly? Cause right now this is pretty slow. Like we're, we're reading faster than we're discussing. Right. Cause we're in book. Well, I'm in book three. You finished book three, didn't you? Yeah, I, I left some of it out though that I'll go back and read once I think you're there. So okay, okay. Cool, I'm cool, reading cool. Ender Shadow right now. I know. Sorry. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. No, you're good. Um, I'm excited. I'm just excited to get to book four. I, I love love book four. So. I know. I know. But but I want to read book four at the same time you are. So I'm I'm waiting and I'm being patient. Actually, this is me. This is my patient face it wasn't (laughs) (laughs) all right um yeah so let's do those two chapters and yeah then i guess we can decide if we want to pick up the pace yeah um and and we'll we'll even do our uh most annoying characters our mac yeah our mac Mac. yeah Mm -hmm, that'll mm -hmm. be good I'm interested to see who your Mac is going to be here today. I'm interested to see who I pick as well. 
<laughs> I know. I don't know who I'm going to either. Okay. Uh, yeah. Cool. So let's start with the show. So again, spoiler alert, if you've not seen episode four. Right? Yeah. Or it's one, two, or three for that matter. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay. So I feel like in order to talk about Nynaeve, I actually want to talk about this article that I read first. Sure. Um, so basically, this article was talking about why the show has differed from the books. And I thought this was really interesting because this was something that you've brought up. This is something that's been brought up in our Discord server. And in, in the books, also spoiler alert, if you haven't read the books, um, the, the Dragon Reborn can only be one of the three boys. Like it, it's either Matt, Rand, or Parent. That's mm-hmm. that's the way it shakes out, and this whole thing in the show is now, you know, there are five options for the Dragon Reborn, and they're bringing in the girls and all this stuff that's got people up in arms, basically. Anyway, so this article was quoting the showrunner who was doing the adaptation, and you know, is a fan of the series and all this, um, and he was basically explaining and and i i agree with him on this and i can understand why he did this and it's exactly what what i thought he's trying to keep it so that you basically in book one you kind of have a feel for who the dragon reborn is going to be and then it's pretty much confirmed once book one is over not like really really confirmed but it's basically confirmed um and he wanted to kind of keep the audience guessing you're, where every time you're meeting a character, you're constantly asking when you're watching the show, could this be the Dragon Reborn? And then because you're constantly guessing as to who it would be, um, you're also more invested in the character development of all those different characters. So now you want to know what's going on with Rand. You want to know what's going on with Matt. You want to know what's going on with Perrin. You also want to know what's going on with Nynaeve and Egwene so that as these character developments happen and their stories develop and they, spoiler alert, again, eventually break apart, you're still event- invested in them as characters regardless of if they are the Dragon Reborn or not. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, I guess that that's one of the problems in a show like this, right? Where right. you, so like we start with a ton of characters, like there's Matt and Rand and Perrin and, and Perrin is married and Matt has his, his sisters and Rand has his dad. And, but then there's also Egwene and Egwene has Rand and her parents. And there's, you know, like there's all these, and Nynaeve is there and Moraine and Lan and Lan's butt and like all the different all these different <laughs> things that you know and there's there's Trollocs and Merdral and mm-hmm. and random people getting axes thrown through them in the middle of merrymaking and it's just so much to take in mm-hmm. I would imagine that so for you and I we read the books we were like oh I know all these characters like they're I like them and I spent like six hours reading about them at the start of the book so like nice slow introduction you know Robert Jordan can do that really well you know just sort of slowly bring in all these different characters but in the show they can't they're just like one hour and we're leaving Emmons Field 
Right. How could how are people going to be invested in these just random people who only have a few minutes of screen time each because there's so many characters to share them with? And yeah. so it sounds like sounds like uh something that like you and I don't talk a lot about this because we're both coming from the angle of we've never we have we've never not read the books. Like <laughs> we <laughs> I didn't quite say it that right, but uh, that, that was what I started to say. And then I was like, you know, it'll be a little bit funny because people can see how, how how badly I botched it. But the idea is you and I read the books. And so we don't have to worry about the introduction, but the showrunners have to worry about, there's probably like 95% of the people watching it haven't read the books. And right, how are they going to be connected to these characters? Right. And like, I, I don't know about you. I've had so many conversations with people, um, like particularly like coworkers and, and friends and things like that, who have not read the books, have seen the ad for it and are interested. And I kind of just gave them like a quick synopsis of what I know so far that the series would be about. And all of them have been like, oh yeah, that sounds like something I would watch and be interested in, but they haven't read the books. So they have no idea what they're getting into. Right. So you need that to, to pull people in and hook them. It's true. Uh, yeah. So I, I kind of, I like it. Plus, I mean, I've said this uh, in the last, in the last one, the last podcast that we had, not, I don't think the bonus one, but maybe that one too. I do think that it's, it's a, like one of the really cool things about this story is we get to experience like this is a different turning of the wheel if you right. want like you can sit here and tap your foot and get all pissed about all these changes that they make or you can decide to be okay with you know like you can you can look at it as this is just a different story and it's actually canonical like it's part of the canon of this of this world that like all these things have happened before all of them will happen again you know like this you know it just keeps happening and we get this is just one version of what you know these events are and so like you can i can kind of embrace it like other times it hasn't been a question of if there's going to be a male or female dragon this time why can't there be there's nothing that says it can't be just because the books say it right so may, maybe they will. I I still think it would be tough for me to handle if they choose the quote unquote wrong person, right? To be the dragon, we'll, we'll bridge like, that gap when we get there. Go ahead. I was, I was gonna say I feel like that would change a lot of the. I mean, again, I'm only one seventh of the way through the books, <laughs> as we've learned, but um. I feel like that would change a lot of the core of the story if you changed who the dragon reborn is. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, it would. So I, I think, I think that they benefit a lot from having a ton of source material, honestly, mm -hmm. like that they already have 14 novels and a, a 15th, I guess, if you wanted to use the prequel one, there's at least some important things from that that you can kind of take. But uh, I do think that in general, it's, yeah, they're going to benefit a lot from that. And if, if they're like, okay, we're going to make this character, the dragon reborn instead of another one, like suddenly the new character is 
doing all the Dragon Reborn stuff. And then the, yeah. the old one, it has to do like somehow do uh, do other things. And it would spiral the whole, like you'd, you'd basically be throwing out all of the source material that you had. Mm-hmm. And I, I just can't see them wasting it. Like, right. and not to mention they're fans of the series. Like they want to see the same general story. They just have to revisit it, rediscover it in ways that are more practical for one hour segments. I mean, this is eight hours of show trying to smash in, you know. Right. What, what's the book total listening time? It's like 30 some hours, I think. Uh, the first book is 30 yeah. hours. And, and they're throwing in some elements, they say, of of book two and even like a couple little things for books three and, and onward. Hmm. So I mean, a lot of that, like they could kill a lot of that with just description and not actually having us listen to what Perrin is thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Perrin. But I mean, okay. So if you stick to, let's say they're going to do eight seasons, cause that's the rumor mm-hmm. and you stick to eight episodes at one hour each per season, that's three seasons theoretically within a 24 hour period, right? sure mm-hmm. so you would be done all eight seasons theoretically in less than three days you, right? you could you could like binge like, watch them binge in... watch in less than three days worth of time right because it's yeah. my math my math is adding up whereas the entire series if you read if you listen to it on audible at one time speed like a proper human listens to audible like a good person like a good person like a person who's going to heaven right yeah exactly don't Mm -hmm. don't speed that up um it takes over 19 days to get through the whole season whole series of just straight like of just straight like if you do not stop at all and just hit play and go from start to finish it's over 19 days gosh and this is so like just going just digest that like you're taking over 19 days and theoretically putting it into less than three. Ooh, i have something to talk about that we didn't discuss in the last one okay they have a new audio version book oh yeah i showed you that you yeah you came up you found it so credit to you for sure uh but i just needed to spit it out like Mm mm-hmm I don't know how I feel about it. They so it's it's all completely Rosamond Pike, like the mm-hmm. Moraine actress mm-hmm. who who's doing it. And I I don't know. So I mean, I I've walked my children to sleep with the sound of Michael Kramer and Kate Redding mm-hmm. reading the those books so much, like that. I, I would guess that even if they don't know the names of the, the voice actors, like I bet that on some like really important fundamental level, my children oh, would guaranteed. recognize their voices. Guaranteed. And, and so for me, it's it's just too personal. I'm like, she can't replace them. The the current version is too good. And I know that you've you've expressed like a little dissatisfaction with with the narrators in the past. How do you feel about them now? I actually like the narrators a lot. <laughs> you like them now? Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know what it was. 
it I don't know if I was just like getting into the pacing of it or or what the deal mm-hmm. was it felt very robotic at first and now I feel crazy for saying that it felt robotic because it doesn't feel robotic at all like I think I think they both do such a great job um yeah I I okay. meant to tell you that I had changed my mind on that and I forgot well and I I, I was like okay she, she can I'm like okay okay Adam she can have a different opinion than you it's okay uh, it's but, rare <laughs> but deep down I was like she can't but I, I just <laughs> I just I needed for my own sanity though to just be like okay she doesn't like them that's fine I'm just not gonna bring it up right you know because I just it's so silly like I feel so emotionally attached to their performance because that I mean so they've done all of the wheel of time books they've also Mm -hmm. done all of the stormlight books which are like my very favorite book series in the whole world uh, by Brandon Sanderson they've done I think like Michael Kramer's done the majority actually of of all of the Brandon Sanderson books. So, right. Like they're, they've been a very important part of my life and, you know, so right. having them replaced so callously by some random actress who's only done one season's worth of wheel of time. Well, and I, so the thing that, bo- that I don't want to say it bothered me, but the thing that I noticed with that was that because you're having her narrate it, you're making Moraine the main character of the story. That that's like how I interpret it. Maybe I'm interpreting that wrong, but right. you're now well, making her the main character. And I don't think that's valid. As well, much as I like Moraine, I don't think she's the main character. Well, right. Like the books certainly don't show her as the main character. They no. they have they have taken a lot of pains to like in all the trailers and stuff they showcase her and maybe that's part of that's just like trying to land such a really great talent for the right. show like maybe that's just like look we'll we'll make you the main character and she's like okay like and and we'll give you an audiobook to read, <laughs> you know i mean i know that lord of the rings did that as well they released an audio version that was read by oh I'm totally Elijah blank. Wood. Elijah no. Wood, Frodo. No, it wasn't Frodo. I'm totally blanking on the author or on the actor's name now. Um, I'm pretty sure it's the sure guy. It was... Maybe, maybe he did one as well, but they did another. If he did, they there's another one that I'm pretty sure was the actor that did Golem, I want to say. Andy Circus. Yeah, that's the one. Oh. Yeah. Did you know this? I thought I just assumed you would know this. I just assumed no. you know everything. Oh, that's a good assumption, but <laughs> <laughs> that seems safe. Yeah, right, you right? know, if yeah. we're being honest, let's yeah. yeah. But <laughs> no. Um no, but but really, like it's uh what is they they're gonna do with the like they there's nothing at all wrong with the book covers. I really like them. I like mm-hmm. having Nicolas Cage on the book cover. I don't know if you've ever looked closely, but there's one of the Emmons Fielders on Eye of the World. Well, if you zoom in, like it just looks like Nicolas Cage's face. Does it? It's it's really fun. It, it's just fun. Like me and my wife always chuckle at it, but because uh, we have the hardbacks and, you know, right. anyways, we, but 
they're gonna re they're gonna change the cover of the novels and that oh, like yeah. they've got to make money and this is another way for them to make money i just it's one of those things that i on a personal level it mm -hmm. just it kind of just hurts me i'm like i don't if it's not broke don't fix it and i i don't know i'm not gonna get it probably there's also for those of you like this is this is something that I have to tiptoe around very, very carefully uh, to avoid spoilers for the books and everything. But uh, it also creates problematic, a problematic situation of like, will Moraine be able to like do every single audiobook and have people have it be as well received? Like, if could she do all? 14 or 15 of them like there is uh at least there's a couple different events that happen in the future that are that involve Moraine that make her audio narration mm -hmm. a little bit like I you know I wonder how well it's going to be received in later books I guess I have to try to tiptoe around it as much as I can but that, that makes me wonder if she will narrate all of the books or if they'll do like a cycle so maybe she's done the first one and the actor that does is playing Perrin will read the second and you know Egwene does mm. the third, like something like that well that would be interesting mm -hmm. uh, you have to think that not all of them would be very good at it frankly right <laughs> And, right. and audiobooks like for me it's some of it some of it's just like the therapeutic like Michael Kramer's deep voice mm -hmm. is just very soothing and very you know like some actor actors are so dynamic and crazy and cool and I would think that they would be terrible at narrating an audiobook for me at least for what my personal preferences are right so whatever that's a good insight though maybe we get it um yeah yeah uh okay yeah. Okay. So that was a really roundabout way of finishing the article that I found, <laughs> but yes, the reason why I brought up the article though, was because at the end of episode four, mm -hmm. when we spoiler alert, C9 Eve's power, it does throw her in as an option for the dragon reborn. Like that's, you know, basically what's happening, whether she is or is not is to be seen, you know, it could be a, a distraction for the viewers, right? To, to see another, mm -hmm. you know, look shiny over here type thing. Um, so, yeah. True. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to see how all of this goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. But yeah. So, uh, the one other thing I want to talk about the show real quick. Are, sorry, are you okay with us moving on? Yeah, yeah. I want I want to hear your thoughts on this because this is something that I don't know about. Yeah. So uh, everyone's gonna have their own opinions. People don't like the choreographed. You know, everyone's like moving, and you know, like she's she's like I, I don't know, like they're casting spell kind of, but it's all synchronized. And I guess the. The, my thought of it at least is I kind of liked it because it shows it demonstrates like the white tower so it, in the book this isn't really a spoiler necessarily but like mm -hmm. in the in the series they every once in a while will reference like oh like the 
they they use hand motions to cast their spells kind of like that's how people perceive it you know but weaving the one power there it's also very clear like they make it clear that the the people using this the the power don't need to use the hand motions that's just like a way that the white tower has kind of traditionally taught people how to do it and then once they've learned how to do it they can't not do it that way like it's kind of like you learn how to do one thing one way and Mm -hmm. then you always do it that way with the power like you can't unlearn it really okay yeah so in this case like it i think it's cool because it demonstrates the white tower teaches all of them in the same blanket way how to do a power how to do that thing and so they're all doing the same power and they all just have to like they're it shows the white tower's methodology and then Mm -hmm. it, it sets up the stage for later in in the match in the match in the uh show show that when we see other channelers from other places and they're not doing that, it, it'll be, make a bigger distinction between Aes Sedai and the other groups. Uh, okay. Yeah. I follow what you're saying. That like seems to make sense to me. So in, so in this episode, we see them do that. And is that just like not really addressed in the books then that they kind of do it all like in, in sync sort of? So they don't really stress that they do that all the time. Like mm-hmm. it's not it's not the main focus for sure. Like they sometimes they'll talk about how like oh yeah like I don't need to wave my hands to be able to do this stuff. Uh, but I think that they don't really stress that they're always using waving their hands and stuff. There there's just every once in a while an oblique reference from a different group of channelers mm-hmm. who's like oh what like I said I why do you even do that why do you why do you why do you teach your people how to how to oh, channel okay. with with your hands because you don't need to uh, you know it's like kind of this disparaging like oh this is kind of archaic and unnecessary like looked down upon or something yeah like as a channeler if, uh, i mean imagine if you could use a power with just your mind and then you saw someone like waving flailing his arms in the air and doing the same power <laughs> you'd be like what are you doing dude they're like, I right. literally can't do it any other way. So <laughs> that's how they were taught. Right. All right. Yeah. Well. And plus, I, I will say one other thing about it is it could also be a function of they all joined, like they all, um, now I'm forgetting what the phrase of it is, but they all link. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. So they're all linked. It could just be that they all kind of are like, they're all doing the same move that Leandrin, who's the leader of the link, like she's the only one who can be channeling at that point. They're, I mean, they're all holding the power, but they're all in a way just a conduit for her. She just becomes an ultra powerful channeler. It could just also be that she's controlling it and therefore they have uh, to. Yeah. Like they're just kind of puppets on a string a little bit. Yeah. So like if she does a specific hand, if she were to break the hand movement, theoretically they all would break it yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, and maybe maybe it would still work if they all if one of them was like tied to a chair for some reason Uh, it maybe it would still work as as a conduit but i don't know like they're telling a different story on how channeling is done and i'm interested to see what other ramifications this channeling is going to have hmm interesting interesting okay 
Oh, one like of the it. benefits, one of the benefits of having a visual version of Wheel of Time is we can actually see some of the stuff that isn't, he doesn't focus on the hand motions. They just every once in a while reference that it happens. So right. That's fun. Ish. Ish. Well, I'm intrigued. Well, good. You should be. <laughs> okay. Um, any other show? Excuse me, sorry, show notes or anything you wanted to go over before um, we move on? No. Um, let's let's get into the book. Yeah, let's do it. Because this kind of so these two chapters I noticed specifically when I was like, you know, when I was picking what we were gonna talk about. Um I noticed that they tie into episode four really nicely. So yeah. Which is wild because this is basically halfway through the book. Well, one of the nice I'm sorry. No, no, I was just going to say, like, we're basically halfway through book one and, Mm -hmm. you know, we're halfway through the first season. So I'm a little concerned. We need to pick up the pace. Right. Well, it's an interesting thing. Like they last last episode, they basically just just like pushed the pause button and let us breathe, which is really nice, actually. Like we needed. It was just like, well, let's move, let's move, let's move. We're just, we're going to this place. We're going to this place. She's sick. She, all these are separated. Bella disintegrates. All of these things, uh, you know. And then we can finally rest. Of like, okay, we're like no one, no one really moved that much, honestly. Like, right. We barely got any anything done with with all the different. Like Tom just is probably gone for a long time, and that's it. Oh. In, in the show. Uh, but it has an interesting function of with with our glacially slow progress through the book of chapters 26 27 now mm-hmm. uh, like we've been actually been able to st- keep pace with the with the show for mm-hmm. now and then the show's going to outpace us next i'm sure episode 5 is just going to just poof, like go way faster right now i'm i'm concerned about what we're going to skip so not concerned but curious hmm. You can so, be concerned. I can be concerned. We'll see. You can do what you want. We'll see. Okay, so let's talk about chapter 26, which is mm-hmm. White Bridge. Um, which we didn't really see White Bridge in the show, I don't think at all. No, no, we didn't. I they thought... haven't they never got on the boat. Right. So yeah, they, they kept talking about how they're going to try to get to Whitebridge, but yeah, like, like it's clearly a place in the show mm-hmm. and maybe they're going to end up there, but that's not, we might never see Whitebridge at this point. Right. So, okay. So in this chapter, it's basically all Tom Rand. It is, I shouldn't say it's basically, it is all Tom Rand and Matt. Um, and they are arriving in Whitebridge. They're getting off the spray, which is Captain Demond's boat that they've been on, which they're not on the show, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, they're in Whitebridge. They're still trying to get to Camelin. Very interest- interestingly enough, Doman is talking to Tom, and he doesn't want them to like leave the boat. He wants them to stay with him, and he gives them back their money um or their fare that they've paid him which is really important because now we have those coins back that 
Moraine gave the boys. Do they get the same coins? I thought that they said like they didn't actually get the coins back. They they got they, they other note, coins. They note later on in the chapter, Rand notes that the coin is missing. Um which right. which Tom says it's in case they get separated. So it's kind of insinuating that Tom actually has the coin. That's how I read it. I, I think that they just didn't get, I, I think he just didn't get a coin. Like he, he got, I think that if I remember right, he he got like the same, Bail Doman wasn't trying to cheat them out of their coins. Right. But uh, like he, they gave, they plopped their coins in his palm or whatever, but then he gave them a different coin and uh, like essentially Moraine just was going to have to find them without the coins essentially i think that that's i think that's how it actually happened if i remember correctly because tom does talk to them and he says that they don't have it as a like when Rand says like we don't have the he tells like he notices that they they don't have the coin Rand does not have the coin that moraine gave them and tom says it's in case they get separated as a way for moraine i read it that way maybe i'm Hmm. totally off base i i just don't think that tom knew about the power I, maybe I'm just misremembering it. It's been a little bit, but not that long. I think, I, I think that like, cause Tom doesn't really want Moraine to find him anyways. Right. Like, right. It, it, cause he gives, keeps giving him advice. In fact, they go to the tavern a little later and he's like, mm-hmm. why don't we just go somewhere else? Like, why don't you go? Why don't you boys go with me to Ilian? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So... Like, like he says, like, we doesn't he give him like the little spiel. He's like, let's, we don't have to go here like to to Tarvalon. we can just do our own thing like why do we have to be beholden to moraine so he in this one is telling them to keep a low profile which doesn't work because everyone notices that tom's a gleeman anyway right um they go to they go to the inn and they actually are talking to the innkeeper in this one um about what's going on in the town and the innkeepers talking about there's a new hunt for the horn and there's all this stuff and that um they are tr- since they're trying to find you know Egwene and Perrin and all and Nynaeve and everyone they're asking the innkeeper if they've if he's seen these uh these people and th- this is when the innkeeper gets all like freaked out and basically says that there was this guy that came in the week before asking for the exact same description and he freaked out everyone in the town and uh you know the guys and tom know that it's a murder all that's been in there looking for them um right yeah and, and this is this is you know the whole thing where the fade shows up in the square and you know we finally get separated from tom which is exactly where the show left off except that it was on the farm right like they they combined some of that some of the story right. yeah so so yeah like uh, and you, you see you see more of matt like he's like why should we go with you mm-hmm. he's super pessimistic in this chapter right well and kind of just paranoid of like mm-hmm. we, we're not we don't owe you anything like you don't why are you being nice to us like why i'm, I'm suspicious mm-hmm. which ran 
notes and picks up on like mm-hmm. that that is something that i notice is that he is really paying attention to matt's attitude um but we also learn about tom's nephew in this chapter owen oh yep mm-hmm. yep so we learn all about that and why you know tom's kind of looking out for them and how you know he would he got in some his nephew got into some trouble with the eye and because he you know channeled right so it's definitely a it is it feels like a very jam-packed chapter like there's a lot that's going on they they like you start the chapter on the boat still you haven't actually docked in white bridge and then you dock and then you're doing you're going through the town and then you're at the end and you're trying to figure out how to get to camelin and all this stuff um and they actually end up rushing out of the inn in this chapter because there was a somebody was on the boat that got escorted off and he i can't remember his name yeah um but he starts kind of like he's ends up in the inn and he is running his mouth essentially to the people in the inn and he names tom matt rand um i I can't remember if he names doman as well but he names the three of them as dark friends so they have to like that's why they scramble to get out of the inn and then the fate is in the square right well because he was on the boat with doman and Mm -hmm. when like he was asleep uh, at the watch and so so when rand and matt and tom all jump on board he was asleep and like he could have told them about the trollocs he didn't set out a set he didn't put out an alarm and so doman is like well you're you're pretty worthless to me like why should i Right. Why should we do? Why should we have anything to do with you? Like at the second you we get to Whitebridge, you get your pay and you're gone. And then the rest of the crew like ostracized him, wouldn't talk to him. And then he shows up in the tavern. He's like, "Yep, those guys are dark friends because I'm bitter and I mm-hmm. hate everything about them." Like a like a real real nice guy. Yeah, real unpleasant. Mm-hmm. There's actually this book actually has some of the most some of the least pleasant people in it. Uh, some of the people that Rand interacts with, especially, are like yuck. Hmm. I believe that. Them. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty much it, and it's almost the same as the show. Like the setting is different, but the actual, mm-hmm. you know, flow of Matt being paranoid and them noticing. Tom's looking out for them. Tom tells him about Owen. Fade is there. And now, you know, yep. and Tom, Tom, Tom is gone. Tom sacrifices himself. And yeah. and uh, one other thing, I mean, I guess it's not that big, but White Bridge is named because it, there's just like this huge white bridge mm-hmm. that some other previous age had constructed and it's just made out of the power and the rest of the town's just built around it but it's like this big majestic amazing thing mm-hmm. of uh, just like proof that civilization used to be better than it is now ah okay interesting i mean but i knew yeah. that's why it was named but that's a that's a good take just yeah i mean it's made made by people who can make beautiful things and everyone's like there's a cool town around it, but right. they can't, they couldn't make the rest of the town out of the same stuff as Whitebridge. So, you know, 
So, you know, one of these things is not like the other. Yeah, it's like you go to someone's house and you're like, wow, you have like one really, really nice decoration and the rest sucks. Like, what happened? And it's like, oh, well, I this is an heirloom from, you know. Right, right. Like my, my family used to be rich and now we don't have anything, but we still have this one cool memory of, you know, better times kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a good point. I do remember... Um, is it Tom or Doman that tells them about the bridge being built from another? I guess it doesn't really matter who tells them. Sounds, sounds like either one of them could know that. Doman, might, Doman has some good knowledge of that. He actually mm-hmm. he actually comes into play in book two a little bit. But he does. Yeah, yeah, so Tom sacrifices himself, seemingly, and they skedaddle, Matt and yeah. Rand, and we're off to the next chapter. Yeah, so chapter 27 shelter from the storm so now we're going back to Perrin Egwene Elias who's not in the show uh the traveling people um I really enjoyed this chapter mainly like nothing really happens in it it's just a very slow chapter which is great because the chapter starts with Perrin complaining about how slow the traveling people move and he wants to, you know, speed things up. He actually, I think he wants to leave. I think he mm-hmm. just want he wants to cut and run. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, because I know Elias explains to him that, like, you know, they're gonna stay, and he doesn't really give an answer as to why he's gonna say stay or why they should stay, other than that he has learned to trust his gut. I don't know. If that is like he's learned to trust his gut because he's, you know, out in the wilderness by himself with these wolves or whatever. Is this like a wolf brother thing? Like his parent or is he telling parent to like, you know, pay attention to your gut instincts? Like this is your gut instincts are going to tell you what to do and whatnot. I don't know. It It was just very interesting the way that it was all handled yeah like the way it was all stick handled yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah so <laughs> anyways the Twice. <laughs> I, I you know I'll, we'll get there we, we mm-hmm. might not but uh i i do think that in this case it's just elias saying like uh, out of all the experience that I've had, like not everything could be explained. Like you can't, your rational mind isn't going to pick up on everything. So every once in a while, you just have to trust your instincts. And so I, I don't think it was a wolf brother thing as much. I, I do wonder like if Perrin wants to split off or not, because he is, he's pretty nervous about the wolves. He doesn't know yeah. what to think about them yet. And he's... it's kind of nice for him to have some space from them right now. Yeah actually um that was one of the things that i i you you saying that i just remembered Mm -hmm. he notes parent notes in this chapter that elias walks kind of like on the outskirts of the group and it's almost like he's loping like he walks like a wolf how you would think a wolf would and he notes that the traveling people are very graceful and like they're just walking slowly and calmly and it's a really nice 
I thought like visual juxtaposition of these two vastly different groups just working together and going in the same direction and traveling together but also being you know so different um yeah so so one of the things that I liked about uh, about the whole interaction between Elias and the traveling people is mm-hmm. he like Elias says a lot of stuff like I don't like the tinkers or they they you know yeah. I make them uncomfortable I don't want to be around them and all this stuff but then Perrin also notes that Elias is enjoying getting some cooked food he's uh, you know like there's there's a lot of things that Elias seems to be enjoying and appreciating about his situation that Mm-hmm. He's kind of just not, he's not communicating to Perrin because he wants Perrin to think certain things about him that, you know, maybe they aren't actually true. Well, and it's also interesting because he's saying he doesn't like them and he doesn't want to be around them, but he mm-hmm. has enough knowledge about them to maneuver right. their ways so effortlessly that you've, you, Elias has clearly been around them for a while. Like he knows what to do what to say what the deal is here and you only get that knowledge through experience right like he's he's clearly he values things that he he won't even like he's kind of like just not being even honest with himself he's he's like yeah i don't don't like the traveling people like they're just peaceful idiots you know and i don't like people in general but then (laughs) like he's he's clearly like he's helping he's helping Perrin and Egwene mm-hmm. and then he's also he's also like hanging out with them and they know him by first name on a first name basis they're like oh will your friends be joining us like clearly referring to the wolves mm-hmm. uh, you know like basically saying like don't let them join us don't that'll be with us but <laughs> but yeah like that's it's an interesting he, he's spent a lot of time with them clearly so yeah it's not telling us everything about what's happening yeah it's very very interesting um, is this the is this the one that Perrin gets all, like all the tinkers like dance for him and stuff and he gets yeah. all bashful yeah it is i was gonna say this is the one where like uh Egwene says she wants to learn the same dance and aram is all like yeah like Hell yeah <laughs> alpha male e and yeah just being aram awesome Great. Glad you're still here, bud. Uh, <laughs> yep. All right, Dwayne. Yeah. Stop. She's and she's um this. So she says this, and Aram's all whatever, you know, Aram. But Aram's grandmother, Isla, is kind of like starting to keep an eye on this, and it, I took it as it coming across as her starting to worry. Right. Well, you know, the whole time they they're like, "Oh, that boy's troubled. Like that boy mm-hmm. has issues kind of. Like his the way of the leaf doesn't rest easily on him." Stuff like that. And yeah, you kind of get some glimmers that maybe not every single thing is uh super happy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh there. it's interesting. Yeah, so this is this is the one with with the dancing and uh Perrin. Uh and this is why like to me it's so it was weird in the show to make him married because this is the scene where in in this chapter where you're like oh like he is super uncomfortable around girls and has no idea what's going on and 
wants to talk to Rand. I mean, he knows what's going on, but he wants to talk to Rand about how to maneuver the situation and he can't. Um, so it's just, it's, you know, that internal monologue that parent you only get in the books. We don't see in the show. That's true. It's all, it's all here. Um, we also, so in the show, I can't remember if it was episode four or episode three or not, where Perrin had the dream about Thalsamon. That happens in this chapter. That is, that is this chapter. And it's cool because, um, so Perrin has this dream about Thalsamon and the, and, um, the wolves are in it, I believe, or a wolf is in it. Um doesn't matter he wakes up he's all like freaked out and elias actually wakes him up because the mm-hmm. wolves are freaking out the and elias is saying the wolves are having like uh the this sensation is the word that he uses i believe of burning and um being in pain which like in parents dream i'm pretty sure there was fire if i remember correctly um but I'm, I'm guessing like it's just that wolf brother link coming in again and they're like whatever he's experiencing in his dream they're experiencing through him sounds likely right I, uh... because, because he shuts them out after this he realizes that he can shut them out of his he like pushes them out of his his brain and realizes that he could do it so he does it Okay, uh, and that's a good insight. I I think I skipped the Baalzaman chapter because I get bored with them. But <laughs> that's fair. I'm not allowed to skip them yet. So fair. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Um, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, that's that's it. And then they basically decide it comes across as they're going to go their separate ways tinker the traveling people the tinkerers are going to they're leaving right away everything's all in in a hurry in a and they're going to go look for a steading and elias Perrin, and Egwene go on their own way um and this is probably one of my favorite ways the chapter ends they're just like talking um when Egwene, Egwene was saying bye to Isla. Mm-hmm. And she she lets Perrin know because Perrin asks what they were talking about. And she says that uh she says something along along the lines of Isla telling her things about basically essentially giving her advice on how to be a woman and teaching her about sure. being a woman. Mm-hmm. Um and Perrin makes a remark that men mm-hmm. don't tell each other how to be men. Mm-mm-mm. and she oh it's so sad it's so Egwene and sassy she just makes this offhanded comment about well maybe that's why men are so bad at it right <sighs> and, and then the chapter's done like that's it Elias is laughing you know at, at this and it's just full of sass and it's a nice little nice little bow to wrap up the chapter yeah she's she's like <laughs> i She's like, I'm being foolish, but I just thought I'd make sure that you, you know, I'm acting foolishly, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure that I put you down one more time, just, just for fun. Right. Karen. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We're, we women, we're superior. We're better. Well, I mean, 
shouldn't say it quite like that. Though, though I will say, like Perrin, Perrin does like he's like men don't need that. Like they don't need to talk about that. Like mm-hmm. uh, which is like false. You you really do benefit from being able to discuss things with other people. Like yeah, it's just him being it's Fair. it's him being dumb and her being dumb as well. Being dumb back. Being dumb back. It still made me laugh. Yeah. So that's that's why it gets mentioned. Um, yeah, and those are the two, those are the two chapters. All right. So is your Mac? I can't tell. Okay. I'm I'm torn between okay, so this actually I don't think this counts. I was going to say maybe the the you know boat dude that i can't remember his name that runs his mouth in the inn but then i'm like it's not really annoying like it is annoying but it's not yeah well plus he's he's not a main character anyways like he's not he's a he's a plot device is what he is you're telling me i have to pick main characters in our first episode you were talking about picking the little kid that's like running around being i know but the, the rules oh. have changed. I, I've altered the rules. Pray I don't alter them further. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so then uh, I think I'm going to say it's either Aram or Gwen. I think. Okay. Why? I mean, I just don't like Aram. Yeah. Like, he's just super, he gives me a lot of skeezy vibes, and I don't like it. Um, especially in this chapter. Ugh. Gross. But then also, Egwene's being foolish in this chapter again, so. I mean, she doesn't stay with them. I think that was one of the biggest fears that Perrin had, was that Egwene was going to stay with the Tinkerers. Right. Um, and she doesn't so i guess that is a bonus but mm-hmm. can i say aram again sure if we said him last time i can i guess we could just keep keep putting him on there you know we, we, he's not he's did. not he's he's way more important than plot device dark friend accuser i think so it's him or it's a, it's, it's very it's a toss-up between him and Egwene. It's fair. Yeah. Matt is almost yeah. is almost bad enough here. Like he, he's all paranoid and stuff. We'll have, we'll have plenty of opportunity to downvote him though. So uh I'll sure I'll just get I'll jump on the Aram boat as well. Yeah. Screw, screw that guy. Mm-hmm. He's just very I don't know what the word is, but does he stick around? Obviously, if he's more than a plot device. Uh, he's he enters the story later in later books we'll just say that lame why i don't want him to enter the story later i want him to go away (laughs) Uh, you should be satisfied at some point then all right cool i'm looking forward to being satisfied by that it'll take a while oh man uh yeah anything else i think that's pretty much it i think so i think we're we're done done son done nice 
yeah well, episode five coming out in a couple days we could do our we'll do our reaction video for that mm-hmm. yeah that'll be yeah i guess in two or three days should be good uh, yeah i'm excited maybe we'll see loyal yeah hopefully we don't see the awful version yeah that's bad yeah uh, but yeah all right um so that's it like we said we'll see i guess we'll see you hear from you whatever we'll record another episode in two days when we do our episode (laughs) recap episode five recap Mm -hmm. um yeah another shameless plug for follows on podbean so that we can get into that top little little slot there would be awesome comments reviews join the discord server subscribe on youtube do all the things um and that's it so thank -hmm. you guys for listening and adam everybody may you always find water and shade